0: Coming up in the final installment of this retrospective, we are to the last game, the Boston College game, the day after Thanksgiving. The Canes try to finish the season above 500 and play in a bowl game for the first time in a few years and um, really finish on a high note, knowing that an offseason of change is on the way for a lot of these players, Um, and that is exactly what they did, and we'll break it down next. So, the Canes head to Boston. It's supposed to be cold. It wasn't cold. It was supposed to be difficult. It actually wasn't difficult. The um, so Canes rolled through Boston College, got great games from several players. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, again, second week in a row, played at a really high level, um, threw for 292 touchdowns. Mark Fletcher um, got some carries, but it was Henry Parrish finally healthy who made a huge difference, showed his speed and breakaway ability. A.J. Allen had a big game, um, and, and you know, those running backs aren't transferring. Um, also, of note, Jacoby George and Brashard Smith did miss the first quarter via suspension after, um, after you know, they uh, made those personal fouls at the end of the Louisville game. But I think it's worth kind of digging in here a little, a little bit, because... Uh, you know, from from a defensive standpoint, the Canes did give up two ninety four, which is good, not great. They put up five thirty two though, and the game was never in doubt. The other thing um, is the way the game started, because it did start with Boston College immediately going on really a textbook drive for what they want to do. Ten plays, seventy five yards, five minutes off the clock, into the end zone for the touchdown. Um, of of note, um, you know the Canes did give up. A couple of plays where, um, you know, it was unfortunate um, that they couldn't get off the field. The first was third and seven at midfield. They gave up a 40-yard 40 40 yard pass to set up first and goal. And then, you know, there was third and goal from the five. They gave up four yards, which allowed um, Boston College to go for it, and they punched it in. So, you know, they punched it in on fourth down. So there were opportunities there to get off the field. They couldn't do it. And this is one of the one, you know, it's the type of game earlier in the year. All right, you're in for a battle now. um, The Canes answered Boston College drive with the Boston College-esque drive. 15 plays, 67 yards, 726 and a touchdown. Um, Again, Tyler Van Dyke was very integral in this game. um, And on this drive, including converting a third and long to start. Start it um, and then you know, BC territory, another uh, third and long, this time converted on a personal foul. So, certainly, I can't cut a break there. Um, and then, um, also, um, the, the probably the, the also another uh, huge sequence is third and six at the Boston College 23. Van Dyke with a completion to Horton for 14 yards, and it, it's like, okay, first down, keep the chain. So take a call for holding, have to back it up. And, and um, Van Dyke hits Colby Young for 15 yards, and that mean, meant that, um, you know, the Canes can now go for which they do and Convert, and then go into the end zone from there. So, you know, it was a big response drive, but it really, you know, ate the clock. It did everything the Canes want to do here. And then their defense steps up on the next play, and, and the defense, um, you know, three and out, <laughs> and Plastic College gained minus one yards. And then this is where, you know, you're kind of wondering, where was this all season? It's here now. Unfortunately, the season's winding down. But the Canes immediately respond with another touchdown drive. And these are those key drives, those key winning moments that they hadn't been making. They certainly didn't make against Louisville. They did here. Seven plays, 63 yards, and three minutes. Um, Van Dyke with a couple of, of big plays, including a, a big pass to – to Jacoby George, um, it ended up being Henry Parrish running in for 15 yards with the Canes. Now take the lead and they'll never relinquish it. Um, after a few punts, um, it's a 10 place 69 yard drive this time. Nice. Um, and this is again, Fletcher on the ground and Parrish, as well as, um, Tyler Van Dyke, you know, dropping accurate passes left and right. And, and, and one of the bigger plays is, um, Van Dyke on, on a first down. The Canes take a shot from the BC 36. Throws a perfect ball. Jacoby George drops it in the bag in the end zone. So you're like, crap. This is how you lose games. All that stuff. We're not going to recover from this. The Canes choose to go for it on 4th and eight from the BC 34. Um, You know, I feel like earlier in the year, Mario's kicking a field goal here. Um, granted, it's outdoors. It was windy, so it's not like a gimme or anything. But I feel like he would have just said, let's launch the kick. Instead... um. You know they they go for it and and Van Dyke kind of just throws the ball up for grabs, but Verstappen makes a great great catch and twenty four yards down to the BC eight yard line and a uh, BC ten yard line excuse me and and now you're cooking and you know it get does get to third and goal from the ten again this is a situation where you're almost at this point not expecting to score. Colby Young does on another good pass from Van Dyke. Now it's two scores. It's two touchdowns. You're feeling great and you know what. That killer instinct the Canes have lacked, did not lack it here. Another four. This time another um, after a first down they did do a three and out. So four plays, and they get the ball back in immediately in two minutes. March this thing right down the field. Twenty one seconds left. They punch it in the end zone again. You know chunk plays from Van Dyke. Twenty two yards to Restrepo. Fifteen yards to Restrepo. Twenty eight yards to Jacoby, and that then punched in from the two yard line. So. You know, that was a drive that took two minutes into the end zone. It's twenty-eight to seven now. Twenty-eight to seven. It had been a long time since the Canes had just really executed offensive and defensively consecutively enough times to build a sizable lead like this. Um and, and Boston College essentially had to, to to run the clock out from there. They they threw a a Hail Mary, which resulted in a uh, ACC ref apocalypse where the Canes um, intercepted it. Um, and ran it back and there was holding on the run back and a person and a, and a and a holding on um, on BC on the throw um, so those are not offsetting penalties those are um, you actually enforce them both because um, there's a change of possession in between so in a way they cancel but they don't offset what that means is there's no untimed down you don't do the play over again, which is what an offsetting penalty is. Instead, it's the play essentially stands as run because one play penalty happened after after the uh, the the turnover. So you have a different team in control of the ball. They tried to give Boston College an untimed down, which is not how the rule works. You don't get because if you think about it, anytime someone intercepts a ball, they're running it back. You make a penalty in the run back. The you keep the ball. They just penalize the penalty in this instance, they were actually saying that because Boston college also made a penalty um, and they made a penalty when the Canes had the, when, when they had the ball, those should offset. And that's not how the rule works. Um, otherwise, you know, exactly the scenario described that you're benefiting from making a penalty, um, but they enforced it wrong. And the, then they had to ask the ACC home office, what's the rules, what should we do here? And it was explained to them that hey, it's not offsetting penalties. And so it ended up being and a half. Um, and it was just a bizarre sequence and a perfect encapsulation of the problems with ACC rest. So the Canes come out, start marching the ball, and what do they do? Well, it's time to give A.J. Allen some carries and, and shout out to him, but there was a fumble um, and the uh, on an exchange. Um, and... You know, from the BC 45, the Canes turned it over, and it's like, oh God, could have been up 31 to seven, maybe 35 to seven. Instead, BC has the ball. BC marches down. BC scores the touchdown. It's 28 to 14, and there's still plenty of time left. There's more than half the third quarter left, so it's only a two-score game. You're like, oh, thinking you're in trouble? Nope, not not on this day. On this day, you know, the team responded, and Tyler Van Dyke responded. Third and four, he hits X for a big play. And then Henry Parrish starts cooking. 38-yard run, four-yard run. um, And at this point, the Canes are really driving. Um, Now, interestingly enough, it was an interesting dynamic in terms of the Canes' decision-making because they get to third and sixth at the BC35. They're on borderline field goal range. They run for two yards. So now it's fourth and four. It's a 50-yard field goal. This is something they kick with Borgouts pretty regularly they just had to go for it um it's a gutsy call on fourth down here because you kick the field goal you go about seventeenth three scores again you miss it you're giving them field position you know it's there's about four and a half left in the third quarter plenty of time for them to go win the game the canes go for it and uh tyler van dyke hits for strep for 28 yards so not really get it they're on the goal line now um and as it gets to third down um uh, TBD TVD hit Jacoby George and is now Warner has been restored 35 to 14. These are the drives and this is why it's so frustrating. And I don't know how much of it's a reflection on BC, although they finished six and six overall on three and five in the conference, but just these are the drives that they have not been making that that would have won them so many games. So it's great to see it finally happen. The last game it's frustrating we didn't see it more. And speaking of seeing it more, the defense stepped up and got three and out after this again. So many times this year, it's like, just get that one stop after the offense does something, and you're going to win the game. They don't do it. Today, both sides of the ball did it. There's the big stop. The Canes did drive down and miss a field goal. It was blocked. Um, but now they've eaten a significant chunk of time off the clock. They're still up 21 points. You are feeling great about the chances right now. There are about 12 and a half minutes left in the game, and they, in Boston question needs three timeouts. And then... Um, Amon Moton ended the competitive part of the game with an interception. Uh, The Canes went on a nice little drive, kick a field goal. It's thirty-eight to fourteen. It would end up some trading of touchdowns at this point. The game is over, and it's forty-five to twenty. So it's a great win. A lot, and a lot of this retrospective has been talking about, you know, themes we saw throughout the year, things that happened that we think might be a good sign things that might be a bad sign. one of the things we stressed is this is a work in progress. And as the teams continue to grow, as, as, as they mature, as this team becomes the best, you know, hopefully competing on ACC and the national levels, you know, these key plays, these finishing drives are things that they're going to have to get better at. And for one night they did do that, or I guess one day, this is a day game. Um, but again, it's part of that growth. It's some of the stuff we've seen before with this program, um, in particular in the '98-'99 season. You know where it stops and starts. It's not going to just happen overnight. But as that growth continues to happen, the team makes those big plays. They make those winning plays. You know that leads to ultimately winning games, which leads to better records, better bowl games. It just snowballs into. To being back towards the top of college football, for this game, repeatedly, the offense and the defense stepped up, um, solidified things, and um, that's why it was a blowout instead of a tight game. And you know, stealing a tennis term, when you break uh, your opponent's serve, they say you got to solidify the break because you got to hold your serve back. And this this team, whether it be offense or defense. Repeatedly, and losses felt fail, failed to hold their serve back. Um, make a big play offensively. The defense immediately gives up a Really need that stop to get the ball back. Can't get it. Really, you just need to punch it in from short yardage. Um, the Canes lost two games where they couldn't score inside the five yard line. North Carolina State, and Louisville. I mean, there's so much. You know, North. You could go, throw North Carolina in there, fumbling at the goal line. The Georgia Tech game is its own animal. I mean, so much meat left on the bone. So many chances to to close games out that didn't happen. So with that ha- when when you when you come to a game like this and you do close it out um you know and not and by close it out I mean you make the winning plays in quarters 1 to 3 to make f- the fourth quarter easy. Because there are there are games you know the Canes won a couple of close games in overtime, but those games featured the same thing as the losses, which is um, attempting to, you know, okay, we need to stop here and we can put this game. We didn't do it. Uh, just gotta punch this ball in to keep the lead or to expand the lead. Couldn't do it. Ended up punting. And this game, they kept doing what they couldn't do in other games, and it resulted in a much larger margin um, of victory than expected, and that they'd really had an ACC play. So it was a great high note to end the season on. The Canes march either seven and five three and five in conference, obviously eventually picked for the pinstripe ball against Rutgers, but you know, um, I'm going to pivot here a little bit. Obviously it was a big time win. The Canes played really well. Got a lot of their young players finally into the game. And because all the tight games, they haven't had an opportunity to play much. And um, after winning the game, seven and five, three and five overall off season, a change incoming. So just to, you know, wrap up this series a little retrospective on on the season um but let's first start with okay so after this game what happens on um, tvd in the portal to wisconsin um Javion cohen and matt lee to the nfl um colby young in the portal i don't believe he's as of this recording landed anywhere yet um and and those are your bigger losses there are obviously other transfers we got Corey flag in there who's Obviously been very productive at this time as Miami at Miami. So several players into the portal. The key ones, though, are the ones I would mentioned already. And, um... Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Then... Oh, and then, you know, Cam Kitchens and, and James Williams also both turning pro. So some depletion there. Um, I'm recording this on December the 20th, the Wednesday of early sign day. And boy, the Canes reload number three class in the country as of this this recording. Um, but, um, you know, all those players exit as of this recording. Also don't have a quarterback yet. Um, but that's not that many from a 7-5 and five team. So, you know, a lot to be excited about there. And the future is certainly bright. Now, as we look back on the season overall, you know, there's a lot a lot to talk through. In a way, you know, the narrative is right that there were phases to this season. And, you know, once TVD lost it after the bye week, he didn't get it back. And, and there's certainly some truth to that. But the way I view this, actually, as a season is, um, you know... The Canes won the first four games. The only one that was even sort of challenging was A and M. Um, other than that, it was four comfortable wins. A and M game was as well, um, but um, with the with the margin there. Um, but you know, obviously a different caliber opponent than the other ones the Canes played up front. So I would say that phase is there. Although again, if you if you start to unpack, you know these these layers, there were TVD games where TVD did really struggle. Um, and, you know, the Canes were able to, to win anyway um, in some of these games. So you kind of could see the signs of what was about to happen creeping up there. I mean, the Georgia Tech game is its own animal, it'll be forever there. Um, but, you know, the narrative is that coming out of the bye week, the offense went off the rails. That didn't exactly happen. TVD was bad against Georgia Tech. But you kneel the ball, you win the game, you move on with your life. North Carolina, he was actually good. The team wasn't. um, You lose that game. And and he got hurt there. Didn't play against Clemson. I mean, it would have been better if he didn't play against Virginia or NC State as well. Obviously played only one series against uh, Florida State. And then finished strong against Louisville and Boston College. So it's a lot more mixed than people remember because TVD did not have a great game in all four of the, the first four games either. So in particular, the uh, the Miami of Ohio game was a bit of a struggle for him. So if you look through that, and then you kind of look at, he was playing better ball at the end of the year than he did in that Miami of Ohio game. It's that middle sequence, Georgia Tech, again, sometimes you have to play poorly and win. The Canes did that until they didn't near the ball. That's the, that's the one that got away. We're probably feeling even better about this team It's 8-4. But, you know, North Carolina was a comedy of errors for the team um and they gave that game away and then you know NC State several attempts to win that game just couldn't execute Florida State you know you're always going to wonder what would have been if they called the safety correctly but obviously came up short there Louisville was you know the defense didn't show up in that game and then obviously Fairwood Boston College if you look through this I think I think my takeaway from the season as I wrap this episode and the series up is the Canes had several opportunities to be a better team record-wise than what showed up on the field. Certainly at the very least eight wins if you kneel the ball. But there was so much forward progress made this year. It wasn't just one game on the stat sheet. The Canes got blown out zero times this year. It happened regularly last year. And as that margin closes, you're going to naturally win more games because eventually the way the Cain's recruiting, they're going to eclipse these other teams talent-wise. And then, you know, a lot of the stuff we're harping on now becomes less and less important. So I do think there was really positive signs defensively um, in, in, and in terms of some of the kids they got coming in and some of the kids that, that are coming back as well. You just got to feel really good about this defense continuing to ascend um, and then offensively, look, though so there's a quarterback, we're not gonna know. But, um, you know, as they get a quarterback and there's weapons all over the place, you know, already got transfer center from Indiana, so just looking for kind of one more starter at, at the line position. Um, this is really rounding into form, and if this season can be a learning experience, if this season. Can, you know, if Boston College's game becomes more than norm because his team has taken that next step and they're able to make key plays and key moments early in the game to turn close games into blowouts, you know, the sky is the limit next year because the Canes, you know, one of the reasons that the end up three and five in conference, seven and five overall, is because you're playing so many close games. That eventually, you know, the, the, you keep flipping a coin, it's going to land on heads sometimes and tails sometimes. And, and the Canes are, are certainly um, guilty of turning games that should not be coin flip games into coin flip games. And then, you know, you win some, you lose some in that, in that scenario. So the goal going to the offseason, going next year, is to not be playing these close games. And I think you saw signs throughout the year that the toughness is there to respond under adversity the program's getting better, the players are getting stronger, and, you know, it's getting into that position where they can consistently do what they did against Boston College, and that's it's a very exciting time to be a hurricane, very exciting time for the future of the program. Um, and I think, to me, that is overall my takeaway for the season, that, you know, wins were left on the table, especially the Georgia Tech game, but not just that one, but... I've seen enough forward progress. I've seen enough um, of them getting more comfortable front running, getting more comfortable making big stops, making big scores, taking those smart chances um, that I, I think next year will be even better. And I think, well, we will look back on this season as a springboard of, um, you know, what's to come in the future. Um, with that said, that wraps up this, The series, this 12 part series, they're all on the podcast feed. So scroll backwards if you miss something and yeah, it's, it's early sunning days today. So the Canes have done obviously a marvelous job there. Top three class in the country and more to come still there. Um, again, thank you everyone for bearing with me on this as, as we re recapped the season game by game here. It's been a journey. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And, uh, They'll see how the recruiting goes, the offseason goes. Don't forget to tune in to, to um, the Sixth Ring Cane Show, Monday at 8.30 on YouTube, as well as, you know, it'll be replayed on this podcast feed. Also, tune into Buckets, where we cover both basketball teams, both men and women's basketball teams. So a lot going on on the feed. Make sure if you just download this episode that you subscribe so you get all of that. And, uh, yeah, it's the offseason awaits. The, the recruiting class is shaping up amazingly. And, you know, I think when we look, I look back on the season in December, looking back on a game by game basis, I think two years from now, three years from now, when we look back on the season, we're going to say that season was necessary. That's where we became tougher. That's where we learn lessons that we can carry forward. That's why we're winning now. And that's the hope. And that's what I believe will happen. But again, thanks, everyone, for for coming with me on this journey. And go Canes.